0: All right, episode eighty-eight of Look at My Records here with Tom Barrett. Hi. On this lovely summer day, mm-hmm. beautiful day. I was supposed to rain, didn't though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been it's been nice. Yeah. How was your stroll over to my apartment? It was it was nice. I don't know. I like strolling around Jersey City. Me too. It's a great place to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, we used to live in the same building. But unfortunately, I moved, so I extended the stroll a little bit, which is good or bad, either. A little bit of both, probably. That's
1: okay. As we were talking before, we both could probably use the little extra strolling time. Exactly. Yeah. But how are you doing today? How's everything? I'm doing pretty well. Um, You know, can't really complain. Uh, Just got back from... Massachusetts North Adams Massachusetts from the Solid Sound Festival with cool. my wife Stacy and it was fun have you
0: been to that festival before never I'd always heard about it but we were completely sold yeah I'm, yeah I think Pooja and I are gonna go in two years Pooja's a big Wilco fan I like Wilco a lot too so yeah I think it's right up my alley yeah
1: you would really dig all the other all the other stuff that goes on they get some pretty diverse bands you know it was pretty amazing. And just like a really relaxed vibe and everybody's really friendly. You Very know? cool. There was only one instance where we were laying down on the grass and the person behind us accidentally kicked Stacy in the head.
0: It's not cool. <laughs> but a uh, person <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the only... That was it. So, a lot of stuff going on with you musically. You just put out a brand new EP. Was this your first solo EP? By the way, you were in Overlake for a while. I know you've been in bands before that, too. Was this your first uh, solo output, or have you been dabbled in the past? I've dabbled in the past. I had a a full-length that came out
1: like four years ago called All Is Right that's up on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I never really went too public with that one. I don't know why. Does, I, didn't have the, I didn't really have the best feeling about it for some reason. I just kind of dumped it out there when it was finally finished, you know? And does it sound a lot different than this? It's literally just me and acoustic guitar and, like, a little bit of piano here and there. Um, s- Song-wise, I guess it's... I guess it's also a little different, too. Like, yeah, this is kind of more full-bodied, you know, full songs, full rounded-out
0: songs, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And... So... Th- these three songs kind of came about after Overlake ended or has this been something you've been working on maybe on the side um, I've, I was working on it on the side like
1: actually like the first, the first song was recorded two years ago and the second song was recorded last year or written last year I'm sorry I should say the first song was written two years ago the second song was written one year ago And the last song was written just a couple months ago so it's been kind of happening like before
0: it's been happening the whole time interesting and so is that is that kind of a consequence of when you have some extra time you write from the perspective of your solo project or is it kind of just when inspiration strikes you
1: that's sort of it when inspiration strikes like i'm trying to not sit around and wait for it as much but I also find that when I really try to force it out, it's just when it's at its worst, you know? So really, like, I think a lot of the lyrics were actually written while I was, you know, kind of like trying to sleep at two o'clock in the morning. I would wake up and just get like full ideas for for lyrics, you know? That's that's literally kind of
0: when they came, like while I was trying to go to sleep. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, And I respect you for being able to do that, because anytime I have a cool idea when I'm Half asleep, yeah. I'm like I don't want to write it down, <laughs> but to, that's good. You do write it. You
1: down. You have to break out of that. You know, like I, I read it. I, I think uh, I don't know. I heard an interview with Neil Young where he said, like, I mean, he's Neil Young, so he can afford to do this. But like, you know, no matter what you're doing, like, no matter where you are, like, if you ever get it, if you ever get an idea, you kind of have to just drop everything and you have to tend to that idea and see it through. Which I try, like you know, I try
0: to abide by that philosophy as much as I can within reason. Neil Young probably just hires a guy to like sit by his bed, and he's like, "This is what I'm thinking of." Okay, he, then he, he goes hires a to guy sleep. for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, uh, the songs are very. I've listened to this before, and I've seen you perform the songs live. You've been playing these songs around town a couple of times. You've had a couple of shows at FM and at other spots as well uh definitely more intimate and um a little stripped down but also full as well there's a lot going on yeah what was kind of sonically inspiring you uh, when you wrote these songs i don't know i mean i really don't know i mean
1: the first two were sort of co-produced by sean kylie well they were co-produced by sean kylie i mean he pretty much produced it and it was really just kind of like feeding off the inspiration of working with him and just everything that he had at his disposal you know like I wasn't really thinking of any one in particular like any like the sound of a band or anything that I was going for just we just literally just kind of threw a bunch of stuff down and you know just kind of tried to see what worked the best you know and he's the one like he had the idea for like the drum machine and the ones you know and stuff and he had the idea for the rain stick you know <laughs> so and like it all worked you know I kind of just I kind of just surrendered to his sensibilities a bit and like I kind of let him do a lot of the directing on it i guess i don't know
0: yeah he's a great songwriter also former guest on this program yeah, as no, he's well amazing. and have you known him for a while uh in music or only known him for about five years like the first time
1: i met him i saw him play in thomas john carlson's backyard his former backyard over on fifth street behind the art school and it was just like i don't know it was just incredible he kind of blew me away and then I met him and he was actually a big Overlake fan and I was kind of surprised by that cuz I just saw I just always immediately view view myself as like lesser than other people. That's not true. <laughs> so it's like so yeah, when you know when he said he was a fan of my music, I was kind of really flattered and you know, we we'd tried to like do stuff together in the past or like we've just gotten together and just recorded like little jams that we did like maybe once or twice, but this was the first time that we kind of really set out to make something together.
0: Very cool. And what's the setup like working with him? Is it in his uh, apartment or anything where you record or you go to a studio? It was. It, these songs were done in his studio, um, his
1: former studio over Pearl Studios in Bergen Lafayette. He's not there anymore. We since like have moved into a new space over new- Newman Leather nice. in Hoboken. Um, But yeah, it was just like a small room with just a shitload of gear. Just, you know, drum sets and keyboards and pianos and drum machines and guitars and amps and pedals and all that stuff, you know? And a nice little isolation booth to go and like record vocals in or record, uh, you know, percussion. Yeah, it's really small.
0: Cool, (laughs) and and how the producer Tom Barrett relationship come about. Were you talking with him like, hey, I want to do something along this line, these lines, and would you be interested in recording with me?
1: I think I just set him the songs, and he was just like, let's work on these. And we did one song one day, and we did another song the next day. And it was just, you know, I think what we did was he took the demos and put them in the computer and we just kind of played along like on top of the demos and then just took the demo away or maybe that was just for one of the songs the other song beautiful night like actually the demo is still in there it's underneath everything you know but uh yeah i don't know he just i literally just sent him the songs and he just kind of like figured out a game plan for him and we just went in and just for like you know six or seven hours both days and just like made these songs
0: and how about the mindset writing songs like this compared to a band like Overlake that you were in for many years at this point where you're kind of writing more shoegazy type of songs and this is you know definitely very different how's the what's the mindset like how's it different
1: well i guess like with i I don't know i guess like kind of subscribe to the idea that like with a band like Overlake, like what we were trying to do in that band, that I was really just trying to come up with words that sounded good against the music that were kind of felt more like an instrument than actual lyrics or something. Whereas these songs were kind of originally intended as more acoustic songs and so I really tried to place more of an importance on the lyrics you know because they would be more at the forefront there would be less like delay pedals and noise or whatever you know so yeah that's that's kind of the main difference i guess
0: cool and this is now out on cd beautiful night the ones you know and i once believed we were free you'll have these available at your upcoming gig july what day is it? July, Tuesday,
1: July 9th at Pet Shop and the Wine Bar with college radio, all lowercase letters, which is Sean Kylie and Christopher Landry doing sort of improvisational, experimental, like, I don't know, abstract, non-songies, non-songs, non-songies. God.
0: and you do you do you you filled out a backing band now right yes who who's playing with you are they going to be playing at this show with you yes because the first two shows i saw you play at fm you were doing yeah yeah like yeah i don't really play with backing bands
1: that much like i played a a show over at the cathedral what well, was like the big like north jersey indie rock yeah festival like i did a solo because like, overlay couldn't do it so i did a solo thing with uh craig and wayne from pioneer the eel there but for this is like a, a new um, thing i had jamie zolito on bass from the everyman um gabe Chirello from sync tapes on drums and my friend matt palace on keyboards that he and i have known each other for like 20 years and we go way back cool so yeah it's it's been going really well the the practices have been really fun i've been feeling really like just enthusiastic about it it's been good you know
0: that's very exciting
1: yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to it you know right now at this moment in time it feels really good you know and do you have any other shows lined up with um, that lineup yeah we're playing this barbecue on uh, august 3rd in ringwood Nice. Um, Dar- up in
0: the country
1: yeah up in the country you know uh the band quality living mm-hmm. daryl yeah it's his annual thing and he asked if i would do it and i was like yeah sure i might have a band he's like great so yeah it's that's the next show i don't know what the location is yet i don't know it's at his house so i, I <laughs> don't really
0: know if i want to Give that out. Ask a punk, I, I, yeah. people. Yeah. That's the phrase, right? <laughs> or DM a punk. Yes. Facebook message a punk and figure it out. Right. Well, that's exciting. And so before we play, tell us a little bit about these three songs Beautiful Night, the ones you know, and I Once Believed We Were Free. All available on Tom Barrett's brand new EP. Three songs yeah. that you can purchase via Bandcamp. Is on Bandcamp?
1: yeah it's on bandcamp it's on all the streaming services as well yeah uh it's on uh, spotify it's on apple music i don't know if it's on jay-z's title or not (laughs) i i doubt it is but like you know like you said in the holy tunics interview i don't really know too many people who use (laughs) titles so it doesn't really matter yeah cool (laughs) all right well the one that i'm about to play i was gonna play i once believed we were free um on the record it's got like more of a a share destroyer vibe cool (laughs) i'm into that but like yeah it's kind of i don't know my friend freddie wrote me and said something like it sounds like if nick drake uh had um, modern technology like this is what (laughs) nick drake would sound like if he had modern technology (laughs) Cool. So, I don't know. I'll go for it. All right.
2: Was alive. a light feeling in the air. That things would be all right, the light went out. Was turning foul. Close my eyes and say good night to a dream we shared. A melody, I once believed that we were free. I was born Couldn't see it through and This is not my home I can come back around To the sound that gives A fleeting joy I need to find a different voice. Dark. But I'm not lost Because you're here with me And I know That it's hard Sometimes To wait these seas And breathe the air So gracefully I once be we were free, but I still in
0: you and me. Need to get that back up again. Yeah, all right. That sounded amazing. Thank, thank, you. thank you for playing that song, oh, man. Thank you so much. And now we're gonna hear the first two songs from the EP Beautiful Night and the Ones You Know. Here we go. <coughs> we Yeah, we're back Tom Barrett here On the Look at My Records program Thank you for playing I Once Believed We Were Free Third track on His brand new EP Three Songs And then we heard the recorded versions Of Beautiful Night And The Ones You Know Thanks for sharing those songs Tom, they were great Oh, thank you And you can see Tom perform those songs live On July 9th at Pet Shop PS Wine Bar, right? Yeah, PS Wine Bar, basement. Sean Kylie will also be playing with a yes. new project as well. College Radio, yeah. They're okay. actually they've actually been around for a little while. They're just kind of they don't play a lot. Cool. But yeah, you'll you'll dig it. very cool. Awesome. All right, now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from my record collection. We're going to talk about them. And then you guys will hear songs from them. Starting off with... Sebado. Brand new album, Act Surprised. Are you going to see them later this month? Yeah, I can't wait. We're with Eleanor Friedberger. Yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going, are you going
1: to the Asbury Park Show? Or? Oh, Bowery Ballroom. Oh, uh, uh, damn. Going, yeah, we're going to the Asbury Park Show, the very last show.
0: Ah. Uh, nice. You yeah. should make a weekend out of it. We are. we very nice. We're going,
1: we're going to see... Sebado, that night i believe that's a saturday at asbury lanes and then the next day we're going to go see the flaming lips oh
0: and uh stone pony right
1: yeah and then the next day we're going to go see um a giant dog with
0: rock and Roll High fives wow dentist so we're going to be you're busy busy busy. that weekend (laughs) well i'll give you the lowdown on the show because the bowery ballroom one's the friday before yeah so i'll let you know they always
1: save their they try to save their best shows for last then they usually end in new york yeah
0: yeah but that's they, what i like about them They're they want to go to the beach too probably so <laughs> you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, brand new album from Sebado, great record right and i love it these are one of your faves i love Sebado. yeah it, it's
1: anyone who's listening who knows me like knows that it's like no surprise that i chose a Sebado record um, I don't know. I, I don't even know what song to they choose. They're just all so great. Like, when this album was first streaming on NPR or whatever, I don't know. It took me a few spins. But, you know, once it once it clicked, it clicked pretty hard. Like, I don't know. It's a really strong record. It's really, I don't know, real urgent. and You can definitely hear, like... You can definitely hear the sound of, like, these three dudes that are just completely on the same page about everything. Yeah, they're on the same page for sure. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, lyrically and just like, they're, they're playing so well, like, and it sounds
0: amazing. I don't know. It's it's my favorite Sebado album in a long time, I have to say. Good job, Sebado. Busting out <laughs> a great new record for 2019. I'm impressed with it as well. Yeah. That makes two people yeah. here in this room at my apartment right now that love it. Alright, and after that, we got Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. Oh, okay. No, Mission of Burma. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mission of Burma on off on. Yeah, we this were This was was this their first uh comeback was, was record? I their, think so, right? This was their first comeback record.
1: Two thousand and four. Two thousand four. Um yeah, they yeah, they took a, a long hiatus. I guess like Roger Miller had tinnitus and they had to break up the band. I think they both had it. He and Clint Conley both had tinnitus. Yeah. And so, I don't know, they just reunited and came back and, you know, it was one of those cases where more people liked them. I guess, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, for sure, yeah. Sort of thing. I think this was one of the first ones, too. I think this might have been, like, the first big reunion, even, like, before the they Pixies. They inspired
0: a lot of people.
1: Yeah, they yeah. did, yeah. I'm not
0: sure. It must have been right before the Pixies. I think it was. Pixies, yeah. the same year.
1: It was. But, yeah, no, this album's great. Like, I don't know. You really... It's really strong, you know, especially for a reunion album. It could have been really terrible. Yeah, it could have been terrible. But no, it's it's a great record and not available on any streaming services, but that's okay. You really should be listening to records anyway and buying records. I should really heed my own advice because I don't do that enough either. All
0: right. What song did you select?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I, um, I thought The Enthusiast would have been cool. Great song. It's got, like, this Peter Prescott, those crazy, like, madman Peter Prescott vocals, you know? Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's a really cool song. It's a a perfect track three. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the track threes in the history of music, this is a really good one. It's up on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list of best track track threes. threes,
1: Track three is a much more important track than I think people uh, recognize, you
0: know? Yeah kind of what determines whether you're staying in the groove or not kind of mm-hmm. you could hear those first two rec cha- tracks kind of tune out but three yeah send you along exactly and then you know you're hooked yeah smooth sailing all right after mission of burma <laughs> steven uh, malkmus and jicks. the jicks yeah, pig Stephen lip a
1: jicks. jicks uh yeah Excuse me, I'm getting second
0: solo record. Second solo record.
1: Very good, much jammier than the first one. Yeah. Um, I really like Ramp of Death on this, which is kind of like the least jammy song on this record, but like the whole record is really good. The Ramp of Death is just like, it's one of those like really like sweet Stephen Malchmus songs where it's like, you know, the melody is just really nice and production is really good. It reminds me of like something that would have been like, Unloaded or something yeah. like that, you know, like the drum sounds and everything, like yeah. has that real kind of dryness to it. But no, I very Velvet Velvet
0: Undergroundy.
1: Yeah, it is kind of like late Velvet Underground a little bit, but this whole album is great. I don't know. I lo- like again, like anybody who's listening who knows me isn't surprised that I chose either Pavement or Stephen Malkmus because I don't know. I was listening to your Holy, Holy Tunics episode and you were talking about how like, the 80s jangly college rock era is, like, your favorite era of music. It's, like, my favorite era of music is, like, the mid-90s, like, indie rock. That's, like, my second favorite
0: (laughs) era of music. Yeah, like,
1: just... That's the last... That's the last time I can remember, like, having, like, magical feelings, like, discovering, like, Pavement and Sebado and Gotta Buy Voices and Yola Tango and Super Chunk and Matador and Drag City and Touch and Go and labels like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, those are all good feelings when i discovered those records yeah I remember the just... first time listening to pavement it was an experience for sure what was the first pavement song you ever heard i think probably summer babe on oh, slanted right. and enchanted or another song on slanted and enchanted right but i just loved malquist's you know, vocals are really emotive on that record and it does kind of have that stripped down quality to it too yeah. where they really do a lot with the production on that record.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of amazing. Even even more amazing to me is like the watery domestic EP. Yeah. Whereas like, they basically sound the same but there's just something more going on with the watery domestic EP. I guess maybe yeah. they did a bunch of playing in between and Enchanted and that EP so it's like the drumming is just yeah. like so much sharper and like it's weirdly like fuller, like there's a lot more bottom end to it. But no, those songs, those songs are all, those albums are both really great. Cool. Yeah, mine was, have you ever heard um, Unseen Power of the Picket Fence, good the R.E.M. song from The no yeah, Alternative? Good, yeah. That's the first time I ever heard Pavement. And I was just like, what is there? They're like, R.E.M.D. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> It was sort of like the same thing I had when, the same feeling I had when I heard Dinosaur Jr. for the first time it was like, they let him sing like this on a major label record and <laughs> put it
3: out? Like, oh
1: my God, like, I can do this too, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah,
0: no, that's, that's part of the magic. Yeah. Cool. And you also picked Kurt Vile's Smoke Ring for My Halo kind of like his breakthrough record i really remember Mm -hmm. hearing this record and people started to take notice of him i think after this one
1: yeah i don't know he's released like many records since then but that's probably still my favorite one it's a good one. It's good, yeah. I lo- I, you know, I, I don't know. Some people are sort
0: of sick of him and sick of his, like... Yeah, people talk a lot of smack about him, but I love him. Yeah, I don't know. Pooja she hates, hates Kurt Vial. Hates Kurt Oh, Vial. really? <laughs> yeah, I know she walked in so she could <laughs> probably hear me saying this. Are we going to hear the door slam, like, when we're having <laughs> <at six questions? laughs> But, um, no, she, so, uh, people either like him, well, love him, or hey, I guess he's... I really just think he's very lovable. I don't know why people dislike him.
1: I don't, and he's like a working class dude. Yeah. He drove forklifts like I drove forklifts. Yeah. Again, it's another thing where it's like, you know, there are no prerequisites, I guess. It's like you can drive a forklift and be like, you know,
0: you can p- and play music. Yeah. I don't know. That's I love really the dumb, guitars on this song, too, in particular yeah in my
3: time it's got that yeah it's real <laughs> it's swirly good really nice
0: swirly
1: yeah sound. I know. yeah it's just feel it's like real kaleidoscopic like you know like acoustic kaleidoscopic music or something yeah you know like yeah i don't know this whole album that whole album has that feeling to it you know and i also love the drum machine on it great you know? great uses of drum machine on that yeah track. really great use of drum machine you know? i really loved the drummer from that era of kurt Vial. like the dude who would just yeah. play like those huge toms and he didn't use a hi hat and he would play like with maracas and hit really
0: hard and stuff you know hitting hard is cool i into that <laughs> and it then was great last record you picked a classic neil young after the gold rush and it's the um, song you selected after yeah it's like
1: no it was uh i believe in you the next cool. to last song it's just beautiful know, song. it's one of those songs that just like resonated with me. i was listening to it today and it just like you know i don't know i just it just really resonated with me like you know weirdly profound way like i just come from like disc makers headquarters to pick up these you know cds that uh they're like,
0: looking good <laughs> That's the, smelling good too that my wife fresh
1: cd that my wife stacy helped me create so like yeah she helped me do the artwork for it and everything and like you know i really couldn't have gotten it done without her and it's just part of uh the, sen- the, the sentiment of that song like I guess for that reason kind of like really made me uh, I don't know, made me a little weepy
0: <laughs> <Well>, Stacy's <laughs> so. great yes. shout out to Stacy we love you yes wonderful gal and yeah, she is. yeah this EP is great but let's play these songs first then we'll, we'll come back we'll wrap up give you more info on the EP upcoming shows again for Tom Barrett and all that good stuff but first we're gonna play Tom Barrett's Picks his record picks, starting with Sebadel followed by Mission of Burma, Stephen Malkmus. Then we Curble. have Kurt Vile and Neil Young to wrap up that set. We'll be back.
4: track trade.
5: Yeah uh-huh.
0: we're back we heard tom barrett's record picks again just to give you guys a summary we heard sebado followed by mission of burma steven Malcolmus, kurt vile and neil young Great picks, Tom. Thank you. Great talking with you on the program today. Yeah,
1: great talking to you, too. And thank you so much for always coming out and seeing me play. Oh, of course. You're, You're uh, usually
0: one of three people that always come. It's a delight to see your solo shows. I really enjoy it. I was always a big fan of Overlake as well. Thank you, man. That um, was a lot. Yeah, Overlake was awesome, and your solo stuff is awesome as well. So I'm happy to have you on the program today. It's been delightful, if I do say so myself. <laughs> But we're wrapping up now, sadly. This episode's coming to a close. Yes. But we're excited about your new EP, Three Songs, everyone. Right now in my hands, I'm holding a physical copy of it, CD, which you can get directly from Tom at his upcoming shows, July 9th at Pet Shop. Yes, July 9th at Pet Shop and August 3rd in the woods. In Ringwood, New Jersey. (laughs) Somewhere. Send me a DM. Send Tom a DM message ask someone we'll get you that address for you to go out there um three songs is available on all streaming services as well spotify apple music maybe title who knows Bandcamp as well and anything else you'd like to add before we close the program you're also playing you play drums and bass with a couple other projects as well yes i'm I'm currently playing bass in uh pioneer the eel
1: a band based out of bloomfield who play jersey city a lot and we're actually playing oh god excuse me we're actually playing um the lucky sevens barbecue on july 13th saturday very exciting yeah with that's the, always a fun time yeah it's gonna be great right the rock and rolly fives are playing well wisher are playing um lo Fies, i think yeah lo Fives are playing uh there's a bunch of new bands uh, blue Walks, I, I think yeah well that's one of the dudes from cicada radio they practice oh above cool us, uh, newman leather yeah yeah. Damn, I didn't know there was a new Cicadia Radio-related project. I, I, yeah, I think that's... Uh, cool. Yeah, I think so. I think that's Josh, the drummer from Cicada Radio. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it'll be a fun day if it doesn't rain. Usually when I play outdoors, it rains. Yeah, that's just the way it is sometimes.
0: I know, you gotta roll with it. Yeah, it's roll gotta get a little wet. Mm-hmm. That's, you know... It'd be better if you were playing drums and it rained. Less... <laughs> less Chance of electrocution, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I um, yeah, that's not necessarily, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you're you're all kind of on the same sinking ship at that yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I
0: guess that's true. It's all going down as one. But uh, you also play drums with uh, Nicole Yun, who has a new record out, her yes. first solo record.
1: It's is it called really Paper good. Paper Suits. suits. Yes, yeah. it's really good. She's a really great songwriter and. And yeah, we became acquaintances last year when Overlake played a few shows with Eternal Summer. That's right. So yeah. Stayed in touch and like, I somehow became her drummer, her New York drummer, you know? Cool. And, uh Yeah, it's been great playing a really good band that has uh, Jacob from Pains of Being Pure at Heart and uh, sometimes Doug Gillard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> that's, that's really cool. It was pretty great to play with Doug Gillard and... Uh, Joe Joey Sprinkles, check out Joey Sprinkles. He's the uh, alternate to Doug Gillard. He he plays guitar and some keys, and he does his own solo
0: thing called Joey Sprinkles. It's pretty cool. I'm into it. I'm into Sprinkles. I'm <laughs> <my> ice cream. <laughs> into Sprinkles in my music as well. Sprinkles. All right, everyone. His pet name. Yeah, it's a cool pet name. It's a good pet name. Just a one more reminder, everyone. Tom Barrett's three songs out everywhere. Get it on Bandcamp. He's playing July 9th at Pet Shop. Go to it. And then out in Ringwood, New Jersey in August as well. All the details will be associated with the post that you will find with this episode. So I'll give you a rundown of everything. So you won't need to listen. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope hope you (laughs) listen. We do want you to listen, but you won't need to. Why have we been sitting here? (laughs) (laughs) You won't need to check back if you forgot the date or something. (laughs) It'll all be there for you. But we're going to close. We're sitting in a room here with all of my McKenzie tapes. And I asked Tom just to close. Pick one. We'll play a song. He selected the Jesus Lizard. Playing at Maxwell's on August 28th, 1992, and you wanted to hear the song Puss. Yeah. You know,
1: it's a good... It's a nice uh, change of direction from all of this stupid sentimentality.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now we are just going to be like, fuck you, everyone. This is the Jesus Lizard yeah, exactly. playing really aggressive, abrasive, touch-and-go record-style music. Nice. So this the so this was right after they put out their second record not no maybe their third record not the one with the fire on it Oh, it was the one with the dog heads yeah exactly yeah so it's right after that record came out nice so yeah all produced by steve albini so enjoy it (laughs) this is the jesus lizard playing at maxwell's august 28th 1992 you've been listening to look at my records Thank you, Tom Barrett, for joining me today. Thank you, sir. And we'll see you guys next time.